This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's turn our eyes towards the NBA slate today and start in Indiana. We've got the Pacers, relatively large favorites, six and a half point favorites at home against the Raptors. Total of 245 and a half. Normally, the Pacers are a team that... Uh, I like backing, especially if we know the status of Tyrese Halliburton. If he's going to be playing, does not look he's uh, look like he's on the injury report. So this is a team that I kind of like, uh, especially at home. 19-11 straight up this se- this season. PJ, would will you be on the pacer side of things, or do you like a total here? You know, the spread feels about right. I think I would lean towards Indiana just because they're so good at home. I think I would lean towards the Mm -hmm. over, too, just because bet and pace are unders, especially at home, are just no fun. They're such a good offensive team. So I think I would lean that way. The way that I'm betting this game, though, Chelsea, my favorite NBA player prop of the night is in this game. I'm going over 21.5 points with Pascal Siakam in another revenge game against Mm. his former team. So Siakam in his last six games, so the point total tonight for him is 21 and a half. In his last six games, he has gone under that total in five of those six games. The only game where he scored 22 or more points, oddly enough, was against the Raptors on Valentine's Day against his former team when he had 23. He shot the most attempts in his last six games in that game with 17. I mean, it's like anything, right? When you go up against your former team, of course you want to play well. You want to look good. You're going to shoot more than you normally would in a game. So now the team that he currently plays for, the Pacers, he's at home going against his former team once again. I think this number is set where it is for a reason, even though he's gone under it in five of his last six. So I lean Pacers. I lean the over. But the play that I absolutely will be playing in this game is Siakam over 21 and a half points. I think a lot of people kind of laugh at narratives and saying, oh, a revenge spot. But in the NBA, I feel like narratives are probably one of the best angles like of any other sport, just because the players have control of when they shoot. Like you said, the attempts like he alone can be like, "Okay, well, I have the ball. I'm going to shoot it as opposed to the Mm -hmm. NFL. Like if you're a receiver, you don't get to choose sometimes how many, you know, throws go your way. So I do believe in the NBA. That is certainly an angle that you can bank on. Next up, let's go to New York. We have the Knicks hosting the lowly Pistons. It's a big number, of course. New York laying 10 and a half total of 223 and a half. Now, we laugh at the Pistons, and of course, they are not a good team. But there was a stretch there uh, where they were covering numbers pretty well. And in fact, they're still kind of on it. 13 and 5 against the spread 
in their last 18 games. I will say in this recent stretch, they have not covered in three of their last four, but um, we'll see here. I think you have to have a really good case backing the Pistons because if they get smoked by like 25, you look like an absolute idiot for backing the Pistons. So PJ, is there anything you think better should know about this game? You know, I think there is. You bring up good stuff about the Pistons there, and even though they continue to lose, they've been good against the spread. The Knicks have just really struggled here as of late. They've lost five mm-hmm. of their last six games. They're one and one out of the all-star break. Um, but I think this is one of those get-right spots for the Knicks. They have been struggling, and th- this is a pretty easy part of their schedule that they have coming up right now. They're home against the Pistons. They're home against the Pelicans and the Warriors. They're going to be favored in all three of those games. Then they're at Cleveland, which is going to be the tricky game. But then after that, Chelsea home against Atlanta, home against Orlando. They play Philly at home twice back-to-back and then at Portland. So the Knicks can go on a little bit of a heater here. Obviously, they're not going to catch Boston for the number one seed, but there is still a chance that they absolutely could get a two seed, maybe catch Cleveland, catch a three seed and Milwaukee. So that's what they're playing for. Madison Square Garden, in my opinion, is the best environment in the NBA. There's just nothing like it when the Knicks are good, man. Those fans show up, and it's it's. I think it's the closest thing we truly have in the NBA to like a college atmosphere. Like the Garden at its peak is just the best. So the players know that they really like this team. Obviously, they love Brunson. He's a star, and uh, I think they're going to get on a little bit of a roll. They they played Boston on Saturday. That was obviously a really tough game. Now the schedule gets easy for them. You mentioned the Pistons have been great against the spread ATS, but not as of late. So I, I do like the Knicks tonight. I think they win comfortably. Um, I would lay the 10 and a half with them. Yeah, all the trends would point that way. But I would say you need to take the trends kind of lightly with the Knicks because they are so injured right now. Uh, when you see the injury report, it's a lot of big names. Julius Randle, of course, has been out and definitely OG Ananobi uh, still out. And so is Mitchell Robinson. But the one trend alert that maybe you should be aware of in this one is how hot the Knicks have been to the under. So far this season overall, over-under record, 23-34. and 34. And when you're talking about over-under at home this year, 9-19. and 19. So we know that defense puts the clamps down and also missing some offensive firepower when it comes to Julius Randle. So maybe worth a look there, 223.5. At least it's not in the teens because I hate betting unders when it's like 217 or like 215. So maybe worth uh, a small look. Next up, let's go to the Nets and the Grizzlies. Boy, you got to muster some excitement for this one. Uh, We've got Brooklyn laying a point and a half, total of 215 and a half. I was just talking about totals that I don't like betting. Uh, That feels like one. PJ, is there a reason anybody should bet on this game? Is there any angle that's worth knowing here? No, there's really not, Chelsea. (laughs) There's really no reason to bet on this game. So you know me. I love stinky lines, right? I feel like there were so Mm -hmm. many times this year when I came on with you and Jenks when we were talking football. If there was a game equivalent to this in like college or the NFL, like I'd be all over it. This is why I think betting the NBA is so hard because 
I mean, this game would tell you that the Grizzlies are probably the right side. Both of these teams, for the most part, kind of have even records. The Nets have been really bad as of late. I think they've lost like huh. seven of their last eight games. The Grizzlies were on a long losing streak before they won two out of their last three. Like both of these teams are terrible. There's no real incentive for either team to win. The Grizzlies season was obviously over once John Morant was ruled out. So they're just trying to get as good a draft pick as they can get. The Nets are already looking forward to next year. They fired Jock Vaughn, and now they're on their interim head coach. I, I just, I mean, this is one of those games, Chelsea. Like, I really don't see an advantage on either side because, like, who's motivated to win this game? What's the advantage? Neither team's playing well. So, I, I, I mean, I, I would pass. Like, in any other sport, I'd say the Grizzlies are probably the right side. Um but I don't even feel like the line is all that stinky just because both teams stink and like the Grizzlies are at home. So yeah, this, this is going to be a pass for me tonight. I got nothing. Yeah. And it's basically a pick them. So it's not like, okay, this team's bad, but they're getting points. Like the spreads right. one, one and a half, two uh, Brooklyn. I feel like you would look at them and say, okay, maybe they win here. But, God, they've been so bad at covering numbers. 1-6-1 and one against the spread uh, in this recent stretch. And overall, 24-29-3. and three. And that includes a stretch during the first of the season where they were red hot. But since then, things have cooled off. The only trend I can find in Brooklyn's favor is that they're 12-5 and five as favorites this year. But short favorites in this one. Wouldn't be surprised if we see a line flip. I just feel like when you bet on two bad teams – Hold your nose. Like, either side does not feel trustworthy. I will not be spending my money on this game. I feel like there are other ways to do it. Uh, so just maybe tread lightly on this NBA Monday. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.